Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. FCS Fever Podcast, where we turn up the heat on FCS football, available wherever you get your podcasts. The FCS Fever Podcast is presented by Betfred Sports and part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. I'm Chris Sylvester, and off we go. This is our Week 6 Recap Show. Can't believe it. Six weeks in the books. You throw in Week 0 for some. And they've been going at it, getting ready for game action for almost two months now. A lot to unpack from the weekend that was around the FCS. We'll talk to Southern Illinois head coach Nick Hill. I'm going to tell you why North Dakota State isn't the top team in the FCS right now. But before we dive into all that, we'd like to remind you the FCS Fever podcast is presented by Betfred Sports. When you play in the Betfred Sportsbook, no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger the bonus. The good news, they'll be putting out lines for FCS games all season long. They are committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football. Betfred, one of Europe's biggest sportsbooks, started in 1967 by Fred Dunn. Now in the U.S., they've hit the market in a big way. Official betting partner of the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, and now the Cincinnati Bengals, currently licensed Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington, and soon Ohio. Sign up today, place a $50 bet this weekend on anything you want. MLB playoffs, NBA preseason. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Uh, FCS football, NFL, it doesn't matter. Bet Fred, when you place that $50, they'll give you a bonus $250 for betting. Nobody does more for their betters than our friends at Betfred Sports. A lot of good football over the weekend, coast to coast in the FCS. Out east in the northeast, you won't find an offense much better than what we've seen from Fordham. They improved to 5-1 and one on the year. They erased a halftime deficit against Lehigh on the road. 40-28 was the final score there. DeMorat, their quarterback, and I hope I'm saying that right, another 499 yards as he adds to his national best total for touchdown throws, Fordham 40-28 over Lehigh. I think this team is a real threat to pick off somebody they aren't supposed to beat when the FCS playoffs roll around. Uh, Got to give some love to Gardner-Webb. The gauntlet that Gardner-Webb has faced and, and still has forthcoming, Gardner-Webb, they blanked Robert Morris all over him, 48 nothing this weekend. 
you, you thought that the, the tough schedule would, would start to soften up again for these guys. Well, after losses by a narrow margin against Coastal and Elon, uh, lost big to Mercer. Mercer's the top 10 team in the FCS. Pretty close loss, three touchdowns at Marshall 28-7. They get back in the win column in a resounding way against Robert Morris. But up next, they go to Liberty. Things aren't going to get easier for Gardner-Webb. I, I don't know who put this schedule together, but um, if not for the three FBS games, and hey, who knows? I mean, they got close against Coastal. They got close against Marshall. Maybe this is the week they figure out how to win an FBS game against a pretty good Liberty squad. We'll just have to wait and see how that unfolds. But Gardner-Webb, big winners this past weekend, probably the best 2-4 and four FCS team out there right now. Samford continues to roll 28-14. They beat winless Wofford, who now has an interim head coach. Elsewhere in the FCS, and here's why I'm concerned about North Dakota State. And and look, North Dakota State, I was a little surprised. They were still atop pretty much every FCS poll this morning, Monday morning. 31-26, they squeak by Indiana State in another uninspiring performance since that Arizona loss. Now, they've won three straight since the Arizona loss, but all three wins just haven't really felt like NDSU number one in the nation type wins. Now, NDSU in this game, they, they racked up 522 yards of total offense, but, but they were having trouble finishing drives. They fumbled three times. They lost three fumbles. And they let a, a one in four Indiana State team nearly beat them. NDSU, they had a two possession lead in the fourth quarter. Indiana State scored late to get the game within a possession. Didn't have any success the final two minutes. NDSU ran out the clock. But I think there, there's reason for some concern in Fargo with, with this Bison team. You know, it, it's hard to put it on one unit or one guy. Cam Miller, 21 to 27, 210 yards, a touchdown. The, the way they want to use him is not the way they used Trey Lance. It was not the way they used Easton Stick, not the way they used Carson Wentz. We get that. We saw that last season, and it led to a national championship. But from the halftime deficit that they had to climb out of at South Dakota to you know a game against Youngstown State where they could never really pull away, I don't think there's ever a doubt that they would hold on and win that game. But a game against Indiana State, and, and you look at the resume so far for Indiana State, a week one win against North Alabama. But since then, 56 nothing loss at Purdue. Montana went there, 49-14, beat the brakes off of them. And North Dakota State, they, they barely snuck by it. At 5-1 and one, with the loss to Arizona, who, by the way, has since gotten blown out at Cal and blown out at home against Oregon. I, I, I'm just, I just don't think that the, the resume of NDSU and, and what they've shown us through six games is, is worthy of number one. I think Montana's got a better resume at the moment. I, I think South Dakota State has slightly better of a resume. I think that loss against Iowa is a better loss than at Arizona. It's two power five losses, and as an FCS team, you're always going to be outnumbered. You're always going to be out-athleted most of the time when you play a power five program. 
But, I, you know, nothing has really jumped out to me from what I've seen out of NDSU the first six games of the season. Do I still believe they can win a national championship? Absolutely. Do I think they can beat South Dakota State this weekend? Absolutely. Is there a world where they don't lose the rest of the year? Absolutely. But for, for them to be placed above Montana, for them to be placed above South Dakota State, above Sac State, I, I just don't see enough right now from North Dakota State to make them the resounding number one. And I question a lot of these big FCS riders as to why NDSU is still your number one. I mean, it's the same argument. It's the same tired argument that we have with, with the SEC when you look at the FBS polls. It's the same reason why, you know, a 5-0 you know, and o Kentucky team a couple of weeks ago was in the top 10, but a 5-0 and o Kansas team wasn't anywhere near the top 10, even if, if Kansas' wins were more impressive than Kentucky's. There, there's nothing to me right now other than previous year's success and look, make no question about it. I mean, th this is the premier program of the FCS. Think about how many times North Dakota State finished as a national champion when James Madison was right there. And, and look at what James Madison has gone on to do like five games into their FBS tenure. They're a top 25 team now at the next level in a transition time. That makes me think that some of these FCS teams, if you were to move them up, could be top 25 programs immediately at the FBS level. I think we have to stop giving love to certain programs that have had success in the past because this is a 2022 poll, is it not? I'm a little concerned about NDSU. We're going to try to get you an exclusive Dakota Marker betting line, maybe an over-under from our friends at Betfred Sports. We'll see how that all shakes out. But we'll try and get you something early when we give you our preview podcast. We're going to try to break down that matchup as best we can knowing how big of a game it is. Because regardless of how I feel, it, it is one versus two in the country. But again, North Dakota State, in my opinion, a very less than impressive effort. Five-point win against an Indiana State team. Who knows when they'll find the win column again. Elsewhere in the FCS this past weekend, uh, Pioneer football upset. Preseason favorite Davidson loses at transitioning St. Thomas. That might open up the door for a team like San Diego who picked up their second win of the year, first Pioneer win of the year. And that's important, right, because the Pioneer Football League gets a bid into the FCS playoffs. Twice they have won games. In the last handful of years, want to watch out for a program there that could sneak up and beat somebody they're not supposed to. Elon keeps rolling, 27-10 over Towson. What can you say about Matt McKay? Another 312 yards, two touchdowns for the Phoenix quarterback. Florida A&M, they've won four straight, looking like the team they were last year when they were an at-large to the FCS playoffs. 2014, they go to Orangeburg, knock off South Carolina State. South Dakota State, they trailed 3-0 against their in-state rivals, South Dakota, after one quarter and then shut them out the rest of the game. 
So much talk about South Dakota State's offense before the start of the year. And they're looking better and better. Isaiah Davis, 15 carries, 108 yards, three touchdowns. He's been the real bright spot in that offense as Gronowski's gotten comfortable with his weapons and a new offensive coordinator there. 28-3, the final South Dakota State's 5-1, 3-0. How about the defense that we've seen from the Jackrabbits? And knowing the, the troubles that NDSU has had with turnovers, finishing drives, scoring touchdowns, I'd be interested to see what that over-under line is in the Dakota marker game, which, by the way, will take place in Fargo this weekend. Jackson State still perfect. They were challenged at Alabama State. That was a 10-6 game at the half. Jackson State wins 26-12. Eddie Robinson, Jr. and Deion Sanders, a little bit of a post-game scuffle. I think Deion wanted a little longer of a post-game conversation. Eddie Robinson, Jr. wasn't having it. And those two kind of went back and forth at each other at the postgame presser in SWAT country. Shadur Sanders, can't say enough about this guy. 30 of 46, 332 yards, three touchdowns. He is very much alive and in the running for the Walter Payton Award. Hey, we dubbed this one out of the CAA as the game of the week. I'm talking about Delaware at William & Mary. The Blue Hens of Delaware were undefeated. Heading to William & Mary, William & Mary's lone blemish, a uh, game that they probably feel they should have won earlier in the season against Elon. And this was a doozy. We expected it to be really good game. William & Mary got out to a big lead here. They were up 24-7 before the Blue Hen offense came to life. It was 24-21 going to the fourth. I expected this to be an even lower scoring game than it wound up being. But there were just three points scored in the fourth quarter, a William & Mary field goal with a couple minutes left. Delaware got the ball down six inside of two minutes, drove into William & Mary territory but got stopped up because of a penalty and a crazy back-and-forth hook and ladder to that guy, to that guy, to that guy play wound up falling to the turf, and that was the game. So Delaware, they are no longer perfect. William & Mary... Deservedly so, now in the top 10 in the FCS. I thought Delaware would get it done. They had a chance to get it done. Blue Hens on the road. It's just so tough to win games on the road in the CAA. And Delaware could not do it this week. I still think they're a top 10 team in the FCS. I think William & Mary should be in that conversation as well. Montana State, no troubles with Idaho State and Bozeman. That was a 34-6 game at the half. Montana State really called off the dogs outscored the Bengals 3-0 in the second half, 37-6, the final score there. Look, I'd be talking about Montana State as the top program in the FCS if it, if it weren't for that blemish they had against Oregon State where they gave up almost 70 points. Because Oregon State, they've responded with a loss against SC, a loss against Utah, and a narrow win at Stanford. They've been dealing with some injuries, but... They, it's not something we could overlook, giving up almost 70 points, albeit against... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An FBS program. Mercer continues to roll. Fred Payton, if you haven't heard of him, he's the Mercer quarterback. He's really good. 16-22, 247, three touchdowns all over Western Carolina, 49-6. Mercer is 5-1 and one with the lone loss to Auburn. They're 3-0 and oh in the SoCon. Holy Cross all over Bucknell, as expected, 57-0 in a game that was played at a minor league baseball ballpark. Campbell is back in the top 25, or at least some top 25s. After a home win over Charleston Southern, 34-28, the Camels are 3-2 and two with an FBS loss and a loss against William & Mary. Hey, the jury's finally out, in my opinion, on Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa's just not that good this year. They lose at home to Illinois State, 23-21. Northern Iowa's now 2-4 and four with a 2-2 two and two mark in the Missouri Valley, which means at four losses, can't afford any others. And here's the road ahead. They host Utah Tech. They host Missouri State. They go to Southern Illinois, and then they play the two South Dakota schools to wrap the season. Hard to, to find a, a road there where Northern Iowa goes perfect down the stretch to get into the FCS playoffs. Remember, this was a Northern Iowa team. I was in a lot of preseason top 25 polls, but here they are after six games sitting at two and four. SEMO wins again. They're five and one, 34-20 over Tennessee Tech, that lone loss earlier in the season against Iowa State. Hey, I, I I had a feeling that putting Lindenwood Central Arkansas in our top five hottest matchups last week would would get some slander. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have. Lindenwood 52-49 over Central Arkansas. That's a really good win for the D1 newcomers. After a bunch of scoring through the first three quarters of that game, in Conway, Lindenwood scores a field goal for the lone points of the fourth quarter. They win the game at Central Arkansas. Tough what to make of Central Arkansas, right? I mean, they had just blown out Austin P. That that's a step back for that team. They were sitting at two and three, had a chance to get to five hundred, keep climbing the ladder, maybe get back in that FCS playoffs conversation. Didn't happen. Lindenwood fifty two forty nine in a really good game on the uh, purple and silver turf over the weekend. How about this for an upset? D1 newcomer Texas A&M Commerce goes to Hammond and they hand Southeastern Louisiana their first FCS loss of the year. 31-28 in Hammond, America. Down goes Southeastern. How does that maybe shake up the Southland Conference picture? Kennesaw State in double overtime. They eke one out against North Alabama 40-34 on the heels of the news that Kennesaw State 
is probably going to be moving up to the FBS and joining Conference USA. Youngstown State, they've looked good. I, I don't mean to give North Dakota State any negativity for having a close game against Youngstown State a couple weeks ago because they fought like heck but fell to North Dakota this week at home. 35-30, Tommy Schuster, 20-31, 292 yards, a touchdown. Fighting Hawks are 4-2 and two, and sitting at 3-1 and one in the Missouri Valley with the lone loss to Southern Illinois. Tennessee State finally in the win column, 41-17. No problems with Bethune-Cookman in Nashville this past weekend. Nichols at the buzzer in Houston get their first win, 19-17 over Houston Christian. Stephen F. Austin, I, I thought this was a game Abilene Christian would win. Hats off to the Lumberjacks for kind of keeping their postseason hopes alive. 41-38 at home. They edge Abilene Christian, and those Wildcats their first FCS loss of the year. Hey, how about these Wildcats? And you talk about a team that could be deserving of a number one ranking in the FCS right now. I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, but before that they had won four straight Big Sky titles. I'm talking about Weber State. All over eastern Washington this weekend in Ogden. It wasn't close. It wasn't competitive. 45-21. Let's look at the resume of Weber State. A D2 win, blowout win, week one. Then they go to Utah State, defending Mountain West champ. They beat them by four touchdowns in week two. They beat Utah Tech at home by 30. They go to Davis. They grind it out, 17-12 on the road, and after a bye week, they absolutely demolish Eastern Washington. Look, Eastern Washington, they were in some top 25s. I didn't think they deserved to be leading up to the weekend. They're out of the top 25 now. I don't expect a return from Eastern Washington. It's, it's a rebuilding year for Aaron Best and company. I, I have no doubts that they'll be back and be a, a premier team again in the FCS as early as next year. They just don't have it this year. They just don't have it this year. Weber State is deep playoff run good this season and I think they finally got an offense to back up their terrific defense Wildcats are 5-0 are and oh. Tarleton outshoots Southern Utah Cedar City 42-20 and Sac State I talk about Sac State maybe deserving of a top ranking 55-7 no contest against Northern Colorado at Hornet Stadium their first home game in more than a month, Dunaway goes for 258, two touchdowns. Scadaboo runs for another 100-plus, scores a touchdown. Sac State is the only team in the FCS or the FBS, the only team in Division I college football this year that has yet to trail. A 5-0 and record that includes a game against an FBS. I know Colorado State is not a good FBS. But they blew out Northern Iowa on the road. Blew out. They've blown out everybody they've played. Nobody has challenged Sac State. Sac State goes to Eastern this week. It's never easy on the red turf. Eastern nearly took down Montana State on the red turf. I don't think Sac State has any trouble. And that would set up a monster matchup two weeks from now on ESPN2 against Montana in Sacramento, should Montana take care of business against upstart Idaho in Missoula this week? You're telling me college game day shouldn't make an appearance in Sacramento for Montana, Sac State? I think right now that's that's a, a more intriguing matchup based on what these teams have done than the Dakota Marker game.
Those are just my thoughts, my two cents. Call it West Coast bias. We are recording this from California. But what I've seen from Sac State, what I've seen from Montana, are, are two teams that just haven't really been challenged yet. And, and maybe these teams get challenged this week because you get deeper into a Big Sky schedule, it only gets tougher. Maybe Sac State trails early at Eastern. Maybe they're behind for the first time and have trouble climbing out of a deficit for the first time this year because it's something they haven't done. I think Sac State is best in the country, national championship good. I think Montana is best in the country, national championship good. And I know it's two weeks away, but I expect that to, to, to be an absolute slugfest. You're looking at two good offenses, two good defenses. I think Sac State... Slightly better offense than they are defensively, and I think Montana vice versa. Their defense is better than what they have on offense in terms of their strengths. But I, I think that's as good of a matchup as, as we could have in the FCS regular season this year. An another game that we previewed in our top five hottest matchups out of the Missouri Valley, two teams kind of coming in from different angles, and I'm talking about the matchup this past weekend in Springfield between Southern Illinois. They had won three straight. Missouri State, they had dropped three straight. And I, look, I was concerned after Missouri State went to North Dakota and lost by 17 points. I'm even more concerned now. I, I, I'm not sure if Missouri State makes the playoffs at this point. They're 0-3 in the Missouri Valley, 2-4 and overall after Southern Illinois a races an early two-touchdown deficit, and they beat the Bears 38-21. What does the road look like the rest of the way? Well, Missouri State is a bye coming up, but then they'll go to Northern Iowa. We just dubbed Northern Iowa as not all that good this year. It should be a game Missouri State's favored in, but... From there, Western Illinois, South Dakota, Youngstown State, Indiana State. There's a real possibility... In these final five games, that Missouri State does not play a team that advances on to the FCS playoffs. With that being said, are the early season wins at Central Arkansas and at home against UT Martin still in the top 25, paired with those five wins? And that's a huge hypothetical at this point because this team is 2-4 and four and winless in conference play. But if Missouri State can get it together and string together the five straight wins... Is that resume good enough? Because the losses aren't bad. Arkansas, South Dakota State, North Dakota, Southern Illinois, those aren't bad losses. But but could Missouri State be a victim of not having a sexy enough resume to get into the FCS playoffs? On the other hand, Southern Illinois, a team that started 0-2, Blown out week one against UIW. A narrow loss against their rival SEMO, 34-31 week two. They have 180 their season. And it all started in Big Ten country when they knocked off Northwestern. Since then, a 17-point win against North Dakota. They eked out a, a game against an improved Illinois State team, 1914. And they go to Missouri State this past weekend, 38-21. This is the Southern Illinois team that we all expected 
to come out of the gate swinging. This was the Southern Illinois team that was in a lot of preseason top tens. And I think there is nobody right now in the Missouri Valley Football Conference playing better than the Salukis. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Head coach of Southern Illinois, Nick Hill, our guest. All right, Nick Hill, Southern Illinois head coach, our guest on FCS Fever. Coach, thanks for being with us. Let's talk about the Missouri State game this past weekend. They were playing with urgency early. They had lost three straight, but still a really talented group over there with Bobby Petrino and company. And understandably so, they came out swinging. They took a 14-0 lead. Uh, but then something changed for you guys. Uh, your Salukis woke up. You scored 38 unanswered points in the second and third quarters. What, what happened after that first 15 minutes over the weekend? Well, I, we just settled down and, and um, you know, just took it one drive at a time. We, we felt like the, the first couple drives on, on offense, we uh, just didn't execute at a high level. Uh, felt like we still were going to be able to move the football. We just didn't take advantage of a couple opportunities, which is going to, gonna happen and we we uh, you know we knew that you know obviously jason shelley being the reigning conference player of the year and and what those guys are able to do with the weapons that they have and they had a good you know opening script and took advantage of a couple things made a couple of really tough catches and had a big run that they had schemed up and and uh like i told the guys there wasn't a special speech or anything like that everybody just had to settle down and we had to go get some points on the board, and, and um, that's what we ended up doing. Nick Baker, your quarterback, he was great again, 21 of 30, 253 yards, two touchdowns. Look, obviously, the preseason expectations were high for you guys. I mean, last year you get to the second round of the playoffs. But you, you lose your first two out of the gate this year, albeit against two top 25 teams, UIW on the road, that explosive offense. They, they picked up an FBS win uh, the very next week, and then uh, Southeastern Missouri team that ha has really put themselves on the map this year. But since then, you guys have won four straight. It all started with the Big Ten win at Northwestern. What was the real turning point for you guys? Was it, was it right after the SEMO loss? Was it at practice leading up to Northwestern? Or, or was it just finding the win column and realizing what you guys were capable of? Yeah, probably a combination of uh, a lot of things. I, I think the you know, the first trip, we just learned a lot about ourselves and what uh, we were going to have to do to 
that get ourselves just focused on the, the, the right things, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, you know, we, we knew that we could have a pretty good team. We needed to prove it out there on a, on a Saturday. Uh, but, you know, we went down to Incarnate Word, and there was a lot of adversity on that trip that kind of revealed just where our mindset needed to be. You know, we, we flew down there. It was going to be a night game. It was delayed. We started the game after 8 o'clock. Um, we, we came out, our first punt went over the snapper's head for a safety. The second time we punted, it went over the snap, snapper's head, and they scored one play later. And we found ourselves in the hole, and then the lights went out for 25 minutes, and we're standing there in the dark. And, you know, we didn't get home until the sun was coming up the next day, and it was a tough, you know, but we, it really allowed us to understand, like, look, uh, the maturity of our team and the focus on our team. And if we want to have a good season, I really felt like we responded uh, in a positive way leading into that Southeast Missouri game. And that's a rivalry. And, you know, our schools are 45 minutes away. Coach Tuke and I are really close. We've had some great battles with them over the years, the games that come down to the last possession. And this one did too. They scored with nine seconds to go and, we had two fourth down, what we thought was stops, but they called pass interference twice. And um, it was just a great college football game that we came up one place short. And so we knew we had a good team, but we uh, – and then obviously went up and had to get a win against uh, Northwestern. And I think that just solidified and proved the guys that were, were capable. And now it's just something that it starts on Monday and the process that it takes and the focus that it takes each and every week. And – you know, we've been on the road four out of six games. Um, we've got North Dakota at home, and then we've won. Anytime you win road victories in the Missouri Valley, they're tough to come by and be able to beat Illinois State up there, which we hadn't done here in the program in a while, in almost 10 years. And then to go to Missouri State and, um, and get a big win last week was big. Nick Hill, Southern Illinois head coach, the Salukis of 1-4 straight. You'd be hard-pressed to find a team playing better football in the FCS right now. Hey, t talk to me a little bit about the Missouri Valley this year. We know year in and year out it's, it's one of the best, if not the best, FCS conference from top to bottom. But th the parity in, in that league this year, I mean, Illinois State, uh, a lot of people have been surprised at their success. Missouri State, they've been up and down. North Dakota has had a, a terrific stretch here. North Dakota State, they've looked beatable at times. I mean, they, they had a hard time with uh, th their past opponent, Indiana State, on the road this past weekend. Obviously, it should make for a very fun Dakota marker game. But in your time at Southern Illinois, how do you compare what you see in the Missouri Valley this year to, to what you've seen in previous seasons? Well, I think it's as good as, as it is every year, you know, and uh, there's there's always great challenges. And if you don't just stay extremely focused on the next game, uh, you're going to find yourself uh, getting beat by by someone. And so there there is, like you, you said, a lot of parity, a lot of uh, teams that are really good that are probably in maybe a different conference or, or have a few extra wins. So it's a challenge week in and week out. Great coaches a lot of uh, established coaches that uh, have been here for a long time and, and know what it takes to win, know the league really well. There's a certain style that we've had to adjust to, or me especially getting the job at 30 years old and, and how you want to build your team and recruit a team to be successful in this league. Uh, it's, a, it's a challenge week in and week out. Staying healthy is a big part of that. Being physical is a big part of that. So uh, it's a really good league. And, um, you know, we've just got to take it one game at a time and, and see where you're at at the end of the year.
Yeah, you, you mentioned taking the job at such a young age, 2016. That was your first season as the head coach. Uh, you know, and, and you go four and seven your first two seasons, two and nine your third season. But, but 2019 really appeared to be the turning point. I know it wasn't a playoff season for your bunch, but you go seven and five, you finish five and three in the Missouri Valley, maybe a year where you guys felt like you were snubbed a little bit. But from then on, I mean, 20, 2020, um, the, the spring season there, you guys were terrific. Obviously, you had the big win over NDSU. And then last season, going 8-5 and five and making it to the round of 16. Take me through the journey that it's been building this program to what it is now and what it really is now, in my opinion, is a team that can contend for a national championship. Yeah, it's uh, I've learned a lot along the way. And I think that in any line of work or anything that you do, I mean, experience and time on task is is going to allow you to grow. If you have the right mindset, I, I didn't come into this thing thinking I had all the answers. I think it's important to surround yourself with a lot of really good people. And, and I, I think the one thing that we haven't missed on is just how we want to treat the people in the organization. I think from coaches to player, they've enjoyed their time here and how we treat people i think has always been my my mindset on how you want to to build a program but we we needed to to i needed to learn a lot uh you know i was a play caller i'd coached in college for two years uh leading up to be being thrown into the head coaching role so i think you just along the way you learn where your time and energy needs to be and managing people and making sure everything looks how you want it to look on all three phases, you know, I'm an offensive guy. So I, I'm in the offensive room a lot, but just how you, you manage the, the other portions of things and how we want to recruit. Uh, I think you just, you just learn and you, you get better each and every year. And uh, I think that that's how we went about it. I, I agree in 2019, even looking back, I felt like, you know, we were two and four at that point. We had to play two uh, FBS games that year, and we had some injuries early in that season. Jeremy Chin and DJ Davis, our two All-Americans, didn't play for like three games, and we wound up winning five out of our last six and, and really felt like we were playing as good as anybody in the country. We played NDSU the last game that year and really was in a tight game, really good game that came down to the fourth quarter, and then we didn't get in the playoffs. We felt like if we would have got in the playoffs that year, we were playing as good as anybody down the stretch of that season and uh, didn't, but it, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason, really fueled the guys and then COVID hit. And I feel like our program really grew, grew through COVID and we're able to have a couple big wins, the Weber state win. And then last year we didn't finish the season like we'd wanted, but we then got in the playoffs. I mean, we talk about the Missouri Valley. We had to play 10 Missouri Valley games last year. We played our eight, in the regular season, then we had to play two playoff games against our own opponent, you know, league. So, um, yeah, this team hasn't shied away from tough schedules. You're going to have that uh, with with this conference. And, you know, we're only six games in now, and we just have to, to keep taking it one game at a time. Yeah, Western Illinois is next. It's the homecoming game for you guys at home in Carbondale. You guys played played them very tough last year. They played you guys very tough last year. That was a one-point win on the road. What would you like to see your team keep building this week? Yeah, just consistency in our approach and uh, how we practice. I think, like, going back to what we first talked about is 
you know, what would this team learn pretty quickly, uh, got their attention on, you know, Monday through Friday of what it takes to prepare at a really high level and at a mature level and a disciplined level that allows you to go out and have a, uh, opportunity to play at your best on Saturdays. And, and if we continue to do that, then really the score takes care of itself on Saturdays. Uh, this team plays really hard and plays with a lot of pride and passion. And so um, if we do that uh, each and every week, which we've, we've done uh, over the last month or so, I, I, we'll give ourselves a chance. Western will be a good team. I remember being there myself, getting thrown into the Missouri Valley first year head coach. And, uh, you know, last year they won one game and took us to overtime. And so, you know, we just have to be really diligent in, in our in our preparation and game plan and, and expect that it's going to be another Missouri Valley type game. Nick Hill, Southern Illinois head coach, our guest on FCS Fever. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Congratulations on all this success during the four-game winning streak, and we wish you the best moving forward. Hope to talk again soon. All right, I appreciate you having me on. Good stuff from Saluki head coach Nick Hill, Southern Illinois, winners of four straight. Try and make it five straight. Homecoming this weekend when they host Western Illinois. We will be back at you on Thursday previewing week seven of the college football season. We'll try and get you that exclusive line courtesy of Betfred Sports for the Dakota Marker game. Should be a great one. I think it'll be a low-scoring game in Fargo, but again, what do I know? I'm Chris Sylvester. You've been listening to the FCS Fever Podcast on the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.